Tonight on the Last Christian Radio Show, we will discuss the fact that Israel didn't steal the land from the Palestinians in 1948, and that Jerusalem truly does belong to the Jewish state, and in fact will grow in size, plus the discussion concerning the first of the two Gog and Magog wars continues, all tonight on the Last Christian Radio Show. Welcome to the Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed, right before our very eyes, and exactly as was foretold. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. T.L. Farley there in Dallas. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Terry? Doing good, Joel. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize to everyone uh, listening uh, concerning, uh, I asked a question uh, last time, and it was taken as a political question, and it was not. I had no desire to get into that. Uh, we follow Jesus, and his kingdom is coming, and there are not going to be any politics in heaven because Jesus is the ruler of heaven and earth and Amen. the world and, and, and eternity. So, uh, sorry, Joel. And, uh, you know, and you didn't ask for this. I'm giving this. I want to give this because I don't want people thinking about politics, which is passing away and forgetting about God and heaven and eternity and hell, none of which are going to pass away. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, Terry, no apology was necessary. I'd, um, you know, I have stated many times, I, I got I got a lot of questions on this, or little comments, I guess, uh, telling me I must be a Republican. That That's what Terry's talking about. And uh, let me make this really clear. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I vote for the person. I don't vote for the party. I think if you just blindly vote for a party that either one of them is going to disappoint you. So just just look at look at the individual and, and look at what they stand for. And as long as their values are uh, correct with the Word of God, as long as their values are correct with the Constitution of the United States, you'll be okay. Don't, don't worry about uh, what party you vote for. Vote for uh, what the beliefs truly ought to be. And that's really all I'm going to say on that. We're going to move on. Now, uh, coming up uh, this Wednesday night on the Last Christian podcast, which you'll find at www.lastchristian.net. I'm going to uh, air the interview that I held, the entire interview with Jason Wilkerson. And I encourage everybody to tune in again. That's going to be Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central, uh, lastchristian.net or any of the major podcasting platforms. Now, uh, Terry, I'm going to kick it to you for a minute here. Uh, and I do mean a minute. As far as uh, blast off for PMR and anything that you might have to say about uh, about your radio show uh, on RevelationRadio.net, which is of course the eye of the storm. Yes, uh, blast off for PMR edition five. You can Google T L Farley books. 
and uh, get that book and uh, my other books that are available. Uh, edition 5, of course, focuses even more deeply on the imminence of the rapture at any moment on a day that must be called today. And there's 1,350 plus verses uh, and an alphabetical index in the scripture index in the back of those Bible uh, notations. So you can go as deep and as long as you want. I read the thing every day and I continue to grow. That's why we've got an edition 5. And don't forget, Sunday night, 7.30, uh, radio, uh, revelation, radio.net, 7.30 Central Time, uh, is uh, from the eye of the storm, where we find and seek after God's calm, his stillness, uh, as we go through the insanity we're living through. Thank you, Joel. You bet. It's a great show to listen to. I listen to it every Sunday night, Terry. Now, um, Thank you. I want to save uh, as much of our time as I can today to really get into the Gog-Magog war. But in order to preface that, I think it's important that people understand that there's a lot of confusion as to whether or not Israel actually owns the land that their nation sits on. And the Bible clarifies that. The Palestinian claim to owning Israel or to having a right to Jerusalem is completely false. It is a false narrative. It is truly a lie. And I know that Terry has scripture going all the way back to the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, to make that point and to prove it. So, uh, Terry, I'm going to kick it over to you and let you let people know that yes, the land that Israel sits on and the land that Jerusalem sits on truly was given to them by God as early as the very first book of the Bible. Amen. Genesis chapter 15, verses 18 through 21. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said to your descendants, I give this land from the Wadi, of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgasites, and Jebusites. And what's interesting is if you trace these names all the way through the Old Testament, you're going to begin to discover uh, the names of countries of today, as we're going to talk about in a minute. But we, we know Genesis chapter 15, verses 18 through 21, it's only the first of many places in which uh, God emphasizes that he has given this huge swath of land uh, that goes all the way to the Euphrates River, all the way to the Nile River in Egypt, uh, given them to the uh, Israel forever. It's not just, it wasn't just a one-time deal. Absolutely. And God does not break covenants. Uh, if, if, he, if he did, we, we would have nothing to stand on. But the truth, of the truth of the matter is that um, he gave that land to, uh, to the Jewish nation, gave it to the Israelis. It is theirs. And now that they are back, uh, they've got it for good. There's nothing that's going to happen uh, to Amen. separate them from that land. And that really is what uh, Ezekiel 38 is all about. The narrative that the mainstream media wants to push, the narrative that the Palestinians want to push, is that some way or another Israel stole this land. And that's, that is simply not the case. And I will point uh, anyone to the Koran and ask them to find one thing. 
and only one thing, any mention of the city of Jerusalem. You're not going to find it. It's not there. But uh, I I don't know, uh, Terry, if you have this or not. And really, this is something I really should have researched before the show started. But how many times, I wonder, is the name Jerusalem brought up in the Holy Bible? I'm I'm just Um, just curious. I'm curious about that. (laughs) I can give you an estimate. If you can give me just a minute and carry forward with this, I'm going to give you that. I can give you an estimate. Okay. And whenever you come back, uh, then I will, uh, I'll put you back on. And uh, we'll and we will get there, but uh, today, uh, what we're going to be uh, focusing on is the Gog and Magog war, and that's Gog and Magog one. I want to make it pretty clear that there are two Gog and Magog wars, but the focus for at least this show, if not future shows, is going to be simply Gog and Magog 1. And in order to really begin this, I think it's important that we read the uh, into Ezekiel chapter 38. And I, I want to make it clear, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version Uh, beginning in verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog, O the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshesh, and Tabal, and prophesy against him and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshesh, and Tabal. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses, and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company of bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all its troops, the house of Togama, from the far north, and all its troops, many people are with you. Now, Terry, that is just a definition of the countries that are involved. Uh, so I don't know if you ever came up with the answer to that question or not that yes. I asked previously, yeah. but uh, if so, you can answer that and then we'll go on. Let's see how close I am because I'm guessing well over 700 and I'm putting it in here and let's take a look at what Google says. Uh, Google says, uh, there's, oh my goodness. Okay. It says 142. Uh, No, see, look at, they're not. And that's one of the problems with Google. Uh, bless their hearts as good as they're doing. Uh, there's well over 700 times at least minimum, uh, that Jerusalem is mentioned in the entire Bible. So uh, don't always take it's. I love Google. I, I use it all the time, but that's where that's where the scholarship begins. Okay, that's all right. Not well, that's that's really not our focus oh, anyway. Me, 
Yeah, that's really and not me, our focus. And let me get back to let me. Yeah, let's get back to uh, is it thirty eight uh, yeah. one through five? Yeah, we, yeah, we uh, want to get back okay, into Rosh, that. Rosh, Rosh is Russia. Magog is Central Asia and Russia. Okay, Meshach is Turkey. Tubal, and I'm saying is that's where they're at at this point. But again, don't stop your research. Keep looking. Tubal is Turkey. Persia is Iran. Uh, Ethiopia, Sudan. Put is Libya. Gomer is Turkey. Uh, Beth Togomar, Turkey. Uh, and uh, then there are also many other Islamic nations named. Uh, so, but again, this is a, a just the tip of the iceberg in your scholarship and your study. This gets you going and gets you on the track of searching out because that's that's what that's why there are continually people. Uh, searching out the scriptures. So, and if you go backwards in the Bible, you will discover where all of these names came from, from the very beginning, from the book of Genesis. Right. And the entire point here is that the coalition will be built with Russia as the leader of that coalition. And as we're going to get into this study further in the days to come, we're going to find out that the reason for this isn't because Russia has really any political interest in Israel. I mean, we, we started off the this, this, this show today talking politics, and Russia's not in this for politics. They don't care. They don't care what kind of politics Israel's got. They really don't. The only thing that interests them is spoil. They're going in for what they can get, for what they can get for economic gain. That's what it's about. The other countries that surround Israel, now they may have political interests, they may have religious interests, but their primary interest is to completely exterminate the Jewish nation. That's really what they care about. What Russia cares about is economics. And we're going to get into all of that in uh, Ezekiel 38. Um, so, Terry, what in this particular chapter, these verses that we have talked about so far, uh, what do you see in the world today or possibly in scripture that you may have available there. What do you see unfolding right now in the world that leads us to a point where we can say, we can see this Ezekiel 38 beginning to play out right before us? Well, it's pretty obvious right now with uh, the things that are going on with Russia and the Ukraine and other countries getting involved. This is what they call in, in, in Bible scholarship an adumbration. It's a foreshadowing. It, it may not be the actual event. It's kind of like when you drive to the Rocky Mountains and you think you've seen the Rocky Mountains, but what you're seeing are the foothills. And when you get into the foothills, and on the other side of the foothills, you begin to see the actual mountains. So this could be the adumbration. No one knows the day or the hour of the rapture. And that, that sets everything else in question. Because then you, there are good people who believe that the uh, uh, Russian invasion is going to take place before the rapture. 
Uh, there are good people who believe it's going to take place after. There's scripture that indicates roughly the same kind of idea or perception. And again, it's a, it's up to your understanding of the scriptures going in. Once in a while, there will be a passage that will make everything clear as to what's going on and what's going to happen when. But at the closer we get to the rapture, the, the, the more difficult it is to understand, well, when is Ezekiel 38 going to happen? When is this thing going to take place? But folks, understand it is going to take place, and we are seeing at the very minimum the foreshadowing of the, of the Gog-Magog war with Israel. We're just seeing the beginnings of it, just the adumbration. Yeah, I agree with that uh, 100%. Uh, you know, the, the instant question, the instant question that I know is coming, and that I think, uh, I don't even know if we have the same opinion or not, Terry. I really don't. Uh, sure. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw it out there. But when do you personally, based on your study of the Bible, and I know that you've done in-depth study, even though I know that the primary focus for you over many years has been on that very moment of the rapture. But when do you see Ezekiel 38 playing out? Do you think that's going to happen before? Do you think it's going to be at the moment of the rapture, or do you think it's coming later? I, I actually think that there are positions on both sides that hold strength. Uh, one of the things uh, Dr. Um, uh, hang on a second, Dr. Walvard, uh, who was the uh, chancellor of uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, he even became emeritus after he retired. Uh, he's with the Lord now. He was known as the dean of Bible prophecy when he was alive and believed in the uh, imminent uh, pre-trib rapture and all of that. Uh, he said, the problem is, is these things they do. He said, the rapture prophecy, as an example, has the least number of problems. I think which position before the rapture, uh, Gog, Magog, after the rapture, Right now, the balance is, is not really in favor of either one. Uh, there are people with strong positions on both sides. But again, here's what's interesting, Joel. When we get deeply into the study, we discover that there's nowhere where um, the Gog-Magog war is actually um, given the idea of anticipate this anticipate it it says it's going to happen like every other good prophecy that comes true in the bible and all of the prophecies in the bible come true but it's not only those solid prophecies that have come true that have shown us the way but it's never just like the tribulation uh, just like the antichrist we are told we are warned about these particular prophecies over and over again in different places however we are the only prophecy we are uh, told to anticipate on a daily basis is the rapture. That's why it's so difficult to say the Gog, uh, Magog is going to be before or after. That's my understanding at this point. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, I can honestly tell you, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. see, I, see absolutely, I see absolutely no evidence in the Bible, one way or the other, as to whether or not uh, these events occur 
before at the moment of or after the rapture of the church. The only thing that I know as an absolute certainty is that both of these prophecies will be fulfilled. And I say that with mm-hmm. 100% yes. confidence because of the mm-hmm. fact every other prophecy made throughout the course of the Bible has come to pass. Every time the Bible mm-hmm. says and every time God says that something is going to happen, mm-hmm. it happens. Mm-hmm. So That's I right. know that these things will occur. When they occur, I don't know. If they occur mm-hmm. before the rapture, I care. If they occur after the rapture, I could care less. It is it is really yeah. that simple. And I know that a lot of people are going to say, well, why do, would you care less? Why don't you care? Because I won't be here. I will That's not right. be here. I will be with the Lord, and I will be ready to come back with the Lord later on. Now, personal opinion here, I believe that we are seeing the coalition of nations already coming together. I believe, personal opinion, that the spoil is Israeli natural gas and oil, I believe that the Russians are losing significant numbers of customers, and because of that, they are going to have to cut off the primary competitor by taking the spoil from Israel. And for this reason, I believe we may see the Gog and Magog War and the fulfillment of Isaiah 17 that we'll talk about later, which is the destruction of Damascus, I'm, I think we're going to see that sooner rather than later. So again, personal opinion here, and you can comment on this if you want. Personal opinion, sure. I think they all happen together. I believe mm-hmm. that there will be a destruction of Damascus, a Gog-Magog war, and a rapture in some order, all happening mm-hmm virtually simultaneously. That is my personal opinion. Got no Bible scripture to back it up. Personal opinion only. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. You're up. Yeah. What I'm thinking of is uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter uh, 4. I'm sorry, chapter 5. Uh, it says, now, brothers and sisters, about the times and dates, we do not need to write you. They were already in the queue for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The day of the Lord is is the beginning of the tribulation and all of that. But it says, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. That gives us some idea it's going to happen right when the tribulation begins. But look what it says in verse 4. But you, brothers, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and so over. Jesus warns that for some people who are not looking for him, he's going to come as a thief. And it says here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, there's going to be a time of peace. Even though these other wars are breaking out and everything, there's going to be a time of peace. And it was during that time of peace that Jesus is going to snatch his church off the world out of and, and, and into safety. 
uh, as it says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10 and 11. Okay, well, I, uh, hmm, I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering about this because uh, I don't see any peace and safety in the world. I don't see a drop no, of peace and safety right. in the world. Okay, and, that, and what exactly. you just said, what you just said, is that there will be peace and safety before the rapture happens. That was what you just said. So, I so did. I'm now, yeah, I'm yeah, now totally that. confused. Totally confused. So you're going to have to straighten yeah, that one that, up. Okay, stay, stay with me. Remember, Terry did repeat the words. That's true. Terry did, but he was reading from the Bible. So if there's an argument, Terry's not going to be able to answer it for you, but the Bible will answer it for you. Okay, I understand that. I understand that, but what the Bible said is there's going to be peace and safety. Do you see any peace and safety in the world right now? Yeah, no, no. Okay, so if, if that's, the, if that's the case, okay. if that's yeah. the case, then the rapture can't happen today, Terry. By what you just read. By what you just read. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Unfortunately, with that, with that cliffhanger, we got to let it go today. And we'll take this up. Okay. We'll, we'll okay. take this up on Thursday. This will give you all something to really look Good. forward to because we got a big debate now. Okay, here's yeah. the deal. We will straighten all this out. I promise you. I know where right. Terry's going. He knows where I'm going. We'll fix this That's for right. everybody if if we get a Thursday. So please, if you've Amen. not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, please do so now. Remember, all you've got to do is ask God for forgiveness. Tell Him that you know Jesus died for you. He spent three days in the tomb. He rose again, and He's coming yes. back yes. to His church. Amen. Now, Amen. until uh, Thursday, if we get a Thursday, Terry, I'm going to invite Amen. you guys. I'm going to invite you guys to read chapter 38, and we will get into an in-depth discussion. We're going to keep it going. I think you can see that we got a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. a, a quick reminder again: um, tomorrow night, uh, the Last Christian podcast. You'll find that at www.lastchristian.net. My guest, mm -hmm. Jason Wilkerson, but. Until Thursday, we have given you a big tease. We have given you a huge tease. We have given you a homework assignment. But until Thursday night, everybody, good night, and may God bless you. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Central Time right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast, now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.